Welcome back to the movement, everybody. You already know who your host is. We got a special guest in the house. He's one of my fellow kings. Very distinguished entrepreneur. He's out here. His name is Brandon Bambino. I don't know if I'm saying your last name right. Atai? Yeah, perfect. Bro. There you go, perfect. man. A lot of people say Etay. Etay? But it's Turkish. So it's, uh, oh, you're Turk. Yeah. I love your food, man. Really? I love your food. Your really? food, bro, is a banger. <laughs> what do you like? You know what? Anything that's meat-related, barbecue... Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm finished, bro. Really? You yeah. Know what so I mean? you like Turkish donair? Oh, I'm Turkish donair. <laughs> well, like, give me something more than that. Give me something we have, more than that. Well, it's Iskander, which is it's donair, but with like a, a base of bread, with like tomato sauce on it. That's like the traditional Turkish meal. Oh yeah, it's fire. It's fire. Where from <laughs> Turkey are you from? Izmir. So have you heard of Cheshme? I'm gonna act like I know, but everybody only knows what Istanbul. Yeah, so it's south of Istanbul. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's very like Mediterranean. You know what? Actually, no, man. There's actually a friend of mine just took a trip. He came back and he was like, he was in this place. Bro, they had uh, the Byzantines or something like that. You ever watch uh, Resurrection? No, never heard of it. No way. It's a show about uh, a guy named Urturul. And then basically okay. he was before his son was the, the founder of the Ottomans. Oh, okay. Okay. So his son was Osman, right? And then... Uh, I guess at some point, I know they fought the Romans and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. And there was a place, man, I don't know why I can't remember the name. They fly hot air balloons. Oh, um, it's going to piss me off. See, now it's driving me nuts. I saw it, man. It looks incredible. Cappadocia? Cappadocia, yes. bro. Okay. With the <laughs> fucking fig jam. Yeah. You're showing me the breakfast. It's nice, man. It's nice. Is it my mic or his mic? There you go. There you go. My bad. So tell everybody about uh, my man here, Bambino, man. Well. What's your story, um, man? I started off as a videographer. Very good. Um, that's what I went to school for. And just like we were talking about earlier, networking, right? That's it's the key to success, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I started off as a videographer, dabbled in the nightclub scene, you know, doing music videos and doing nightclub promo videos. How did that work out? Sorry to cut you off. <clears throat> what do you mean? Music videos in Ottawa. We all know we don't have the scene here for it, but it was tough. It was I started when I was in high school, so I would do music videos for my friends, and then because everybody was trying to be a rapper, right? Exactly, exactly. But after a while, you kind of get bored of it, right? So I went to Toronto. I was doing a lot of work in Toronto with big artists over there, and then just the lifestyle, man. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it oh, was really? Oh, that's it, eh? Yeah, that's it. It was just. I don't know, man. It was it was so weird. And I felt, like I said, I really felt like you hit a brick wall, right? Why? So just expanding in Ottawa is so tough. You're doing music videos and it's repetitive. Everyone wants the same scene. The rappers want the same scene, right? But even and in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was working with a lot of underground rappers, right? And it's just, it was always the same thing. So that's when I decided to go to school for it. I'm like, okay, what if I do like a film production company? And then while I was in school, I became an actor. So I became in front of the camera rather than behind it. Nice. And I liked it. <laughs> How do you, what I do you like it. about acting, man? What, what drew you away from making music videos to acting? I think it was mostly when I was recording videos, I wanted people to act a certain way. Like I had a scene in mind. I could do it with the camera, but if the quote unquote actor or, you know, artist wasn't doing it that way, it just didn't sit right with me. So when that I was sense. when I became the actor, I was like, okay, like now I know what I want. But so, th 
so you just got into acting from there. You just said, you know what, I'm done with. <clears throat> yeah. Or you still did a couple of videos here and there. I still did a couple of videos here and there. Like, you know, got to pay the bill somehow. No, for 100%. Um, was it good money, though? Was it, does it, do you guys charge? Not a- really. Not really. Because a lot of the times, like, I did um, a music festival, but that was free. Right. It's just to get okay. my name out there. And then after you get a music video, you're charging $800, but you're not getting a music video every week. Right. That's true. Like, well, I guess, you know what? It just reminds me of Masari and Belly running away from here, too, man. You have to. You have to. I mean, all love to the city, but sometimes you got to leave. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's interesting because it, it's crazy that you say that because there was a guy, I don't know if you ever seen that post. Which post? Sean, what was his name? Joshua Bell? Yeah. Joshua Bell. So he's a violinist. Okay. He's a violin. And he was on a subway. You ever see that? Yes, I did. Actually. Isn't that wild, man? Yeah. The guy sells out arenas, just sold out the arena. It's a $3 million violin, but he's on the subway and he gets 45 bucks. Yeah. So you can be extraordinary in an ordinary place. Mm-hmm. And it's still the same. They have, to hire, they have to hire a nightlife city manager, bro. Like, I guess that goes into you, right? So that's what I wanted to get into because you yeah. have a nightclub yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that is called The Show. The Show, yeah. It used to be called Tequila Jack's. Uh, That's what it was? Yeah. I wasn't the owner then. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was, was Abbas, I think, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's actually my business partner. That's crazy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Very nice guy. But uh, yeah, a lot of people send me the, the nightlife manager post. They're nightlife mayor. It's, <laughs> it's a nightmare, right? <laughs> as soon as I seen that, that's when I'm like, fuck, you know, Ottawa's doomed, man. I really want that position to work, but I just, I feel like the way the city is constructed, it's almost set up for failure. That's tough. It's very tough. It's tough. So what do you think, in your opinion, how would it work for you guys? Like, how would it, how, what could be tailored to help out the nights, the nightlife scene in downtown since you're there all the time? And I think the biggest problem we have in the nightlife scene right now is violence. You have shootings, you have stabbings, and there's no getting away from it. They have 20 cops on the street. There's still shooting or stabbings happening, right? Wild. And I don't know if it's the people's mindsets or whatever. I just... I don't know how a nightmare could fix that, right? So, but, what people are you just seeing a decline in the business? Is that what you? Is that what's going on downtown, or is it yeah, still bumping? Like Byward is slowly dying. Like we're trying to revamp it up, and I truly think two years from now it'll do a lot better. But right now, Elgin's thriving because of it. Really, Elgin is much safer. It makes sense. You know what? Even how about I tell you myself? I've I've stopped clubbing and going out. That's why, you know, most of the time I'm not even in tune with the nightlife scene anymore. Mm. I haven't gone out to a club in like 2014, bro. Jeez. It's been a long time, but <laughs> I still remember. I'm like, you know what? Even back in those days, it wasn't as hot, but it was starting to get hot. And I feel like nowadays I'm like, fuck every other day. Yeah. All you hear is a shooting and stabbing. I'm like, bro, even if I wanted to take my wife and my son to go downtown for a walk, Mm-hmm. I'm like I wouldn't even fucking do it anymore. out of there by eight it's, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's too. I might. I could be a tough guy all day, but I'm like, you got. You have the wife. You got a kid. I'm like, yeah. man, if I feel like that, imagine the ones that actually go downtown. Yeah, and that's my biggest fear, man. Is a stray bullet. Yeah. That bullet's not meant for you. Yeah, like what the fuck? But you know what? These guys are cowards, anyways, man. If they're watching, go fuck yourselves. Yeah, you know literally. I mean? you guys are actually cowards, man. Literally. And they're ruining the complete. You know what, man? I grew up. I I done a lot. I used to go downtown every day before, man, and it mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah. So that's why it's sad to see if this is the last. This is the heart of the city. This is the last piece we had, bro. Yeah. Ottawa was already fucking boring. Mm-hmm. It's tough too because like we're a student bar, right? So it's very college university oriented. And all the bars around us, it's a very different clientele, right? It's a little bit older clientele. So 
you know, imagine the 19 year olds that go out and their parents hear about the shootings. The parents are like, you're not going back. 100%. So that's, I think that's our biggest challenge. <laughs> well, what do you think about, because uh, it used to be Tequila Jacks. Actually, I've been to Tequila Jacks mm-hmm. years ago. What did you guys do to revamp the space? So Complete they revamped overhaul? it to the show before I took over. So they revamped it, I think it was early 2018. I started there in 2019. So take us through that, man. How did you how did you get this whole thing done? What I'm trying to do with this podcast is I'm trying to give people substance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's why gentlemen like you and whoever that we bring on the pod, I want to show them how you did it. You know what I mean? So they can do it too. It definitely was not Confirm. the most orthodox way. That's the only way then, bro. It's, uh, <laughs> like I, how I got in the industry was really through just doing music videos. So I was working at Boathouse, you know, Boathouse, like a, it's a uh, retail store. Yeah. And a person that worked there worked in the nightclub and like, hey, like we need an audio visual director. So somebody yeah. doing a light show. And she's like, do you know anyone? Made a few phone calls and we couldn't get anybody. She was so desperate that she asked me to come. I said, yes. I know nothing about lights. In my head, I'm like, you know, I went to school for lighting like this, you know, three-point lighting. That's it. That's all. I get there. There's a board with a hundred buttons. All right, let's roll with it. Holy fuck. And I did really well to the point where there was an artist performing and they said, like, I'm not coming back unless he's my light tech. Really? So that's how I got the job. Wow. Um, I got my start in the in the nightlife that way. Usually people start off as, you know, a bartender or a bar back and I just went straight to light tech. But... Through there, once again, networking. I was talking to bottle service girls. I became good friends with one of them. Um, and just through there, I kind of jumped nightclub to nightclub. But every time I jumped or switched positions, it was a higher position. And it was a higher position. Um, so I was 19. I was assistant manager at um, you know Foreign Cinema. I don't know if you've heard of it. It used no. to be called Ace for Toto or something like that. Um, Fuck, you're but making me feel old, man. I, I'm young, man. I'm young. I'm only 24. So I'm only 32, man. I'm not that old. True. <laughs> okay, so yeah. But, no, I don't remember them. But, continue. but yeah, so then COVID hit, right? And COVID just kind of hit a big reset, right? The general manager at the show at the time switched jobs, started working at the head office, and they didn't have a GM. So they asked me. And, How was uh, that, man? How was the scene during COVID? <laughs> I'd be lying if I said it was non-existent. There's a lot of underground parties happening, which I have uh, no involvement in. The disclaimer, <laughs> man. No, don't be fucking. Yeah, but you have to keep moving, right? Like, if you just stop during COVID. That's a fact. It, like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like the most successful people came out of COVID just working. That's true. But, uh, yeah, it was just, it was so many steps of just. Oh, this person, I know this person, I know this person. And they're like, oh, how about you do this for me? And how about you do this? One day to the next, I became the GM. Like, so do you, feel, do you feel like it tied into what you're doing now, COVID? What do you mean? Like in a sense of it made you, you know, you've been making all these calls and trying to mm-hmm. figure out everything. Because let's be honest, it was unprecedented times. Nobody fucking knew how to navigate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I truly feel, like, feel like pushing during COVID definitely helped me um, to be where I'm at today. For so sure. you're a GM. Yeah, so I'm the... Uh, now I'm the managing partner, so I'm the general manager, but I'm also part owner. So it's uh, it's kind of how it works with a lot of nightclubs is they always have an owner managing the uh, the establishment. That makes sense. Yeah. So you're there every night? Uh, sometimes when we're open on Thursdays, but Friday, Saturdays, I'm there all the time. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Yeah. So how did that conversation go? You just went up to Abbas and you just told him, hey, man. He gave it to me, actually. So uh-huh. they offered me the job. And um, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be managing a nightclub. And after Doug Ford says, yeah, patios only this summer. So in my head, I went from managing a nightclub to now I'm managing a patio. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was tough. It was very tough. But then slowly, you know, we went to 25% capacity. So we had like 150 people inside. And then March of last year, that's when we went full capacity. But it was just kind of a slow transition. I think Abbas saw like how well it was doing. And after he just offered me uh, ownership. And so hard work does pay off, man. It does. It does. You it's, just, I feel like the biggest thing for people, it's very crazy that you say that because I feel like a lot of people are yes men. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you really want in your corner are not. Those are the ones that are actually innovative and they're doers and they get things done. Yeah, and that's what you're doing, man. So yeah, look what you are. Look what you're doing now. Is that the only? That's the only nightclub that you own. Yeah. Are you part of York Entertainment? Is that what it is? No. So this is Dreammind. So Dreammind is Abbas's company. So we have Room 104, The Show, Happy Fish, Waverly, Palace. I really hope I'm not missing one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just at the show. Okay. I help out at the head office, too. Sometimes I'll DJ, because I also DJ on the side, too, just for fun. Um, I'll do, like, Happy Fish, Room 104. Berlin. We have Berlin now. Berlin, old, see, uh, you were missing one, Yes, eh? I was. My bad. My bad. Yeah, I'm bad. Don't get mad, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then after that, York is who? Aiden? York is uh, Todd Brown. So it's, um, like, Cornerstone, Sky Lounge, uh, the old green room back in the day. So I do remember the green room. Yeah. So I remember something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I remember Aiden at some point. I think Aiden yeah, or so his brother, Arian, were also part of uh, York Entertainment. That was long time I think ago. so, yeah. Well, I started at Cavalli and Aiden owned Cavalli. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen Aiden in a while, but he's a good guy. Fuck, you're bringing back memories as soon as I keep hearing <laughs> these names. I'm yeah. like, man, it was a blast back in the days. Yeah. Was when like, I first started in the industry, it was so much fun. So much fun. It's What's the most ratchet shit you see in the clubs? I think a lot of people are interested. What's the most ratchet shit you see there? Well, it happened not at my club. But this is a different club, which I'm not going to name. But um, there was a big mosh pit. And I was, I was 18, 19, sorry, 19 at the time. And I'm just jumping. And next thing you know, I just get hit in the face by something. What the hell? And they get stuck to my earring. I look and it was some girl's weave. No fucking <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You ever catch people hiking, smashing in the bathrooms and all that other stuff? Often. Really? Often. What it's you guys disgusting. Do, what do you guys do about that, though? We kicked them out. That's like, it? I mean, what else? Well, are we wait, to do I'm not asking you to do something else. I always <laughs> wonder what do you guys end up just doing with them. You know, like, hey, you don't yeah. do it out again, or do you just be like, hey, you have to? Well, we just we throw them out, and security makes it very obvious. Like, you know, you screwed up, and they don't do it again. How is security downtown? That is, <clears throat> our security is great. Love my security. Um, they've been doing it for like 15 years. Um, they're great. Is it contracted or they're in-house? So this is in-house. A lot of other bars are contract work. And that's where it gets a little bit difficult. Because when you have contract work, you don't always have the same security guards, right? That's true. And they don't know the clientele. They don't really know what's going on. I truly think it's really important to always have the same security guards. Because they understand the venue. They understand everything, right? Even the doorman. That's the most important part. A hundred percent. We actually... Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was, I was about to just touch on the same point. I was about to be like, I feel like the doormen are the life of the party, too. Yeah. If they hate the doormen, a lot of people didn't want to deal with them. Yeah. Is you have to be strict. Like, we set so many rules, which we get heat for it all the time, but it's just to keep the customers safe. 
So it's that it's that bad, eh? That bad. Like there's no, you know, like the little side bags that people wear. I wear them sometimes too, but in the club we don't allow it because a lot of people, you know, they'll stash weapons in there. Bro, let's um, be honest. That back in the days was a drug dealer staple. If yes. you wore that, <laughs> yeah, you knew. Hey, that's a D boy right there. Yeah, man. that's crazy. Yeah, so, but so, yeah, it's no sunglasses, no why hoods. The sunglasses. Because a lot of the times, if you look at videos of shootings, people have sunglasses and hoods on. They try to hide their identity. Right? Makes sense. So we have cameras at the door. We have no hood rule and no sunglasses. So when you walk in, your face is right on the camera right away. They're very good. So if you do anything stupid inside, we can trace it back to you. Very good. But you guys scan the you scan the IDs or the no, guy just no, it's just a camera on the top. Yeah. I guess you don't need to do all that anyways. Yeah. Well, hopefully everybody's safe and nothing ever happens there, right? Yeah, knock on wood. It's I honestly think that the show is probably the safest nightclub in, in the market. So what do you think? What's the competitive advantage that you guys have downtown compared to most nightclubs? Well, if you look at 10 years ago, there was seven or eight other nightclubs like us. You know, student-driven. They play the same music. Now there's two. Well, who's the other one? Sky Lounge. I thought Sky Lounge was a shisha place, no? I think there's another place called something like Sky Skylum. or whatever, but Sky Lounge is on York. Um, oh, I was thinking of Sky Culture Lounge on Hawthorne. Oh, sorry, okay. man. Okay, no, it's all good. So he, that's another student bar. Yeah, it's another student bar. Um, I don't really say they're a competition because we're two very different clubs, but at the end of the day, our clientele kind of they go back and forth. That must be interesting because you probably see all walks of life. Yeah. Since it's all students, you probably get a lot of internationals and shit like that. We do, yeah. Probably hear some crazy stories. With international students, not, not really. Not really. Some you don't them, think so? Not that I can think of. I'm sure I have some, but not that I can think of at the top of my head. So then after that, so on top, okay, so you do, you're, you're a nightclub owner, and mm -hmm. then what else do you do on top? Pretty much, I love DJing. Like right now, that's I don't want to say it's my main focus, but on the side, I I like DJing a lot. It's it's fun, man. Like really, just seeing how you can move the entire crowd. Like I've had DJs at the club before where they don't use the mic, they DJ, and you know, there's no there's no energy behind them, right? But then when I have a DJ that comes in, you can see the energy on his face. He's, he's talking on the mic, and it just it moves people, right? And you can completely control the the attitude of the room, like the energy as well. And I don't know, it just kind of inspired me. Where I just I like doing that on the side now. I love a good DJ, man. Yeah. They make you move, they get the party going. Mm -hmm. You know who actually I found was one of the worst DJs, and I'm not even talking shit about him? Who? Is Polly D. What a joke, man. I remember years ago, I remember when Jersey Shore just started coming out, I think two thousand eight, yeah. nine, whatever. Yeah. And I remember he came down. I don't remember the nightclub anymore that we went to. And then, anyways, we're all excited. Hey, Polly D, you get to see the whole cast and shit. Bro, he was absolutely the worst DJ halfway through the night. Yeah. I said, I'm cutting, man. Really? Yeah? I'm out. Bro, Jeez. every time the beat would start getting good and it's about to drop, he, he just changed the song. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck you doing? So, so I agree with you. Some of these guys, man, they're just, they're not good. But when you mm -hmm. find a good one. Mm-hmm. So how does that tie into the business, though? Obviously, do you DJ at your own place or like, how does that work? I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a lot of things going on, right? Well, that's true. Um, but I like coaching a lot of the DJs. And, you know, some people are coachable, some people aren't. But I think a good DJ can either make or break your business. For that's sure. True. That's for true. For sure. Because we're a nightclub, right? Like, you're paying to get in, and the attraction is the DJ. 
if you have Spotify going on, you're not keeping that crowd. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, how does where does the DJ do they create their own playlist? How like how do they make their stuff? Like how would you do it? So most DJs create their own playlist, which they should, um, but there's still rules, right? Like we're a nightclub, we're not gonna play slow dancing music or country, right? Fox. They just gotta stay on track, and as long as they do that, we're happy. So you guys do any like drill music or anything like that? No. Like, what really kind of music do you guys play at this place? So it's top forties, some EDM, some pop. Not too much rap, but, you know, we'll play, like, the Mo Bamba and Pop Smoke and stuff. Yeah, they're fun, man. They're hype yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, like, all the hype stuff. But nothing too deep. You have no to, way. You have to keep everyone singing. That's the best part. Do you feel like one of the rules that a lot of people don't do, like, anything like that, like, too deep is for the fact that sometimes they get too rowdy and hectic? Because, let's be honest, Pop Smoke music and all that, I love his stuff, but... Yeah. Like, it definitely makes you feel some type of way sometimes, you know? But yeah. Well, it, it depends, right? Like... Once again, it comes down to the DJ. Like, if the DJ is just, you know, he's in the booth and he's trapping, people will feed off that energy, right? 100%. But if he's on the mic, he's like, I want everyone to bounce right now. Like, people will bounce and they'll just have fun with it, right? So it really depends how you bring it in. But if it's just drill music the whole night. Fuck that. Eh? Yeah. No. That's too much. You'll be spending a lot of money on new light bulbs, for sure. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. People man. steal I, light bulbs I, all the time. I never would have thought that, man. I definitely yeah. wouldn't have thought that. So then, okay, so let me ask you this. How did, because um, you, you're an actor, right? Not anymore, but yeah. <laughs> How did that go, man? Like, who are you acting for at that time? So I was with Angie's. I signed with Angie's. Um, it was crazy. Like, insane. Like, I want the full juice. Like, take me through the fucking process. So here, it happened, well, it was during COVID, right? Like, money was a little tight. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, acting, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Because they were still doing movies and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I signed up and right away she's like, yeah, I'll take you. But like, you need some classes. All right. <laughs> so I took some classes and the whole time they're saying like, you know, for the first six months, you not get, you might not get a, an audition. So like, just, you know, don't, don't worry about it. It'll come. I think the first month that I signed, I had like 10, 15 auditions. Wow. It was crazy. I only got like one, uh, one gig. Yeah. But it pays ridiculously. Really? Yeah, it was fourteen hundred dollars for a one day shoot, and it's I was a background no actor. Like I wasn't like the main guy. That's crazy. What was this yeah. for though? It's for Ernesto. Um, it's like a mortgage broker, and uh, the scene it was funny. It was like a basketball scene, and the thing is, everyone there but me and this other guy were actual athletes. So it's actually where I met one of my boys, Dominique. That's he's a crazy. he's a CFL quarterback. Oh, is he? And I had to guard him. I think it's COVID. <laughs> I didn't go to the gym. I don't play basketball. This guy's six four, top shape. I, I couldn't keep up. Bullying your ass. I, eh? I could not keep up. That's crazy. And the thing is with acting, it's you're doing multiple scenes, right? So we're running in circles back and forth. We have to do that 30 times. So it was oh, a free gym workout. Oh, but for sure it was. Man. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. So then what happened? They gave just us a break and got my money and went home. <laughs> then after that, you just said, I'm not doing this anymore? Well, that's when I started to take over the nightclub after, and I just got way too busy. Yeah, I can imagine how nightclubs are busy, man. And it's always last minute too, right? You get an audition, and next week you have to be in Toronto on a Friday or Saturday. Like, I can't just get up and leave the nightclub by itself, right? So, priorities. <laughs> because that was still in Toronto at that time, right? Uh, the the gigs? Yeah. Yeah, it's Toronto or Montreal. Sometimes you get some... what I'm saying, man? My, like, yeah. what is here in Ottawa? That's what drives me nuts sometimes, I think. You like, have a lot of the Christmas movies in Almont because it's just cheaper for them. 
but then again, it's it's always it's the same old cringy Christmas movies. It gets tiring after a while. No, hundred percent. Like even with the podcast, that uh, like we were when initially when I started first doing the podcast, we were researching of what's in the area, and there's barely anything. And mm-hmm. honestly, the ones that are around, with all due respect, that I'm, I got nothing to do with them. But I found it was very stupid, no substance. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of guys fooling around, trying to copy chunks in the other guys. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like, you know what? I wanted to do it, but I also wanted to move to the states. I've been talking about moving to the states. Same, man. Where do you want to go? This might sound funny to you. I always want to go to Miami, but then seeing how this world's getting, I thought Texas. My guy, yo, don't even get me See? started. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. You know how bad I'm in dying to go to Texas? Really, yeah? I'm a big fucking barbecue guy, too, bro. Oh, okay. I love my beef. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's fantastic. Yeah. It seems, I mean, it's cheap, too, right? Like, you look at houses there. 400K, you get a nice big house. What the fuck? And then here, it's a townhouse. Unbelievable. Not even a townhouse. You might get a, what are those condos. Yeah, units? the condos, yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. No, I'm like you, man. Honestly, I've been, I'm actually going down to go take a look. Really? 100%. Yeah. I got to do something different, man. I've done, I like you, man. I've done the Toronto. Yeah. I've done the Montreal. Mm-hmm. I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And like you said, man, I just feel like that's more of like the space I kind of want to be in. Mm-hmm. I think about it a lot where I just leave everything here, just pick up and restart. You should. You know what? If I go down, you should come down too. I'm down, bro. Honestly, we'll go take a look at I'm it. Down. I already have. How about I tell you? I have a stampede. Of people right now that want to leave with me. Really? I swear to God, I shit you not. Damn. I'm fucking done with Canada, to be honest with you. I, I don't want to raise my kid here. No, absolutely I not. really don't. Like, I talk about it with my girl all the time. It's like, hey, like, when we're ready, we're going to Texas. That's <laughs> a fucking fact, man. I'm with you on that, bro. I have I already have a kid and I have another one on the way. Really? Wow. So imagine how I fucking feel. I want to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I keep saying, I'm looking at different places. First of all, taxes are beautiful, bro. Really? Beautiful in Texas. Damn. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you something off camera. Until you motherfuckers subscribe, I'll give you the juice. But I'm going to tell you something off camera about how you can get there as well. Really? Yeah, man. It's uh, I'll tell you about that off, yeah. the, fucking, off the scenes. <laughs> but if you're actually dead serious, man, I'm literally, I'm going to be going down there probably the next few months. I want to go take a look. I'm going to go scope it out. I want to see. Because the thing is, you can't just, like, I've been watching a lot. I've been talking to a lot of people down there. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I've been, uh, remember how I said I'm going to give you the juice off yeah. the camera. but. They're telling me there's a lot to it. You can't just up and move. Yeah. Like, you, you got to look at certain demographics and where you're going to be and where you're going to go. And it's, it's a tried. big place. Yeah. I tried to move to the States just in general because my uncle lives out in San Diego. And I'm like, oh, like I have family down there, you know? But to get sponsored, it's almost impossible. I'll give you the juice, bro. Okay. I'll give you the okay. juice. <laughs> so then let me ask you this What about Mr. Beast Burgers? <clears throat> yeah. So that happened during the last lockdown. Um, it was so weird. It was actually one of my delivery guys for like Pepsi, almost an off brand of Pepsi. He's like, uh, oh, like, what are you going to do during the lockdown? I'm like, go to Miami, chill. Cause Miami was open at the time. It was crazy. And he's like, oh, like you should look into the Mr. Beast burger thing. I knew who Mr. Beast was. No idea what the burger, like, I didn't know he had a burger chain. Yeah. Um, so I, when I got home, I looked into it and I saw that their headquarters was in Orlando. It's run by a company called Virtual Dining Concept. Okay. So when I was in Miami, I went up to Orlando, checked it out. Delicious, by the way. Delicious. I was going to ask. Oh, my God. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, I fell in love with a burger and I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. 
So came back to Ottawa and uh, at the time, Abbas had a, a restaurant in Canada. It was called Drama. And he also had Happy Fish. He still has Happy Fish. Right. Um, so I pitched him the idea. I'm like, listen, I'm like, we can do this. This is, you know, how much we can make potentially. And uh, he kind of just gave me the green light, sent the chefs out for training. And a month later, we we opened up the two locations. And when I tell you it was insane, we couldn't even keep, keep up. Really? It was that crazy. So we opened and we had we had about like probably 100 burgers like ready to go, like on deck. Right. The first 10 minutes, we probably got 15 orders. And we had our, uh, our little grill. There's not enough space on the grill for the burgers. That's fucked So we had to shut the store down within the first 15 minutes just really? so that we can catch back up. And then after the first hour, we sold out of burgers. That's so, crazy, man. That's like yeah. the best case scenario you can ever hear. It was, but it was hectic because you start getting like one star reviews, right? Because it's like I ordered my burger and it's taking forever to come here. It's like we don't have room on the grill. <laughs> That's insane. You know so, what? You're right. Where is, where are the two chains, anyways? So one was in Canada, um, at the the restaurant that we had, but we shut that down, so we don't have that location anymore. And then we did a Happy Fish for a while, but we were the only spot in Ottawa doing it. So to keep up with the demand was near impossible. It was. Because keeping we're on Elgin Street, right? We're prime downtown, and it it was available for like twenty kilometers from that location. Holy fuck! So it was insane. Like how many orders would you guys get in a day? We never got to that point. It was only four hours, and then we'd sell out every single time. Really? Yeah. So how does it work? Do you have to like? Is there a, a distributor you have to buy off? So or is there? Is there, you can just go to like Costco Business Center and then you get the stuff yourself and they prep it? Kind of. So basically they give you a recipe and you have to follow that recipe. But the recipe is very diverse and it's also very detailed. So it's like, you know, you have to get your meat, but your meat has to be certain uh, moisture and, you know, like a quarter pounder, but it has to be crushed. So there's only pretty much one spot you can go to and that's GFS, uh, GFS. Gordon's Food Services. So we so went through them. So do you still have that look? Do you still have any? No, we stopped for the time being. We still have the contract, but just for now we stopped. We have to focus on on the club. Plus, Happy Fish is uh, in some renovations right now, so we just kind of put a stop to it. So what do you think about Mr. Beast's statement about the burgers? Because I thought he said he's going to pull out of the burger joint. Really? Oh, you didn't see that? Nah, I didn't even know, no, man. It, just, it, kinda, it runs by itself, right? So I don't really have to worry about it. Um. Yeah, he's literally, I literally I was curious about that because I know he yeah. put out a statement being like he's pulling out of Mr. B's Burgers. I don't know if he's shutting it down completely. Yeah. Or he's just said like, I'm going to just take my name off. I don't know. Hmm. Wow, definitely. Damn, for some, for something you to, to think Google, about. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. That's crazy. But it was Damn. interesting because I, me I remember Mr. B's came off of the Beast Burgers. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what a genius. This guy has his own CEO. I remember I watched that interview. Yeah. And I'm like, you're just sitting in the limelight. The guy's doing all the work. Like, I was he hearing his philosophy, and I'm like, bro, mm -hmm. that's a dream, man. Well, that's something that VDC does, like virtual dining concepts. They do that with a lot of people. Like Cake Boss. You know Cake Boss? Yeah. They have him as well. So oh, it's the Bud same concept. Yeah. I know. I've seen they have vending machines for him, right? Yeah, that's crazy. I've never tried that's it. Crazy. I don't know if you have. Same, no. I try to stay away from that I stuff. won't lie to you, bro. If I'm seeing it off a vending machine... Yeah. I'm definitely not going to do that. So let me ask you this. If you're able to go back a few years of what you know now, what would the advice be? What would you tell yourself then? 
That's a good question. If I could go back a couple years, I'd probably tell myself to stop being angry at the world. Because when I was 17, I had a major concussion, so I couldn't work. I didn't go to school for six months. And in the meantime, everyone else was working. You know, everyone at my high school, they were getting cars, they're going on trips, they're going to parties. And I was just mad at the world because I couldn't afford anything. I was broke. And I always tried finding excuses for myself. But the day I realized, I'm like, okay, don't be angry at the world. Use that as motivation. That's when it helped me a lot. You know, I started to see more success because you can't be sorry for yourself. Just get up and keep working. It's amazing, man. So, yeah, it's... uh, So when did you actually stop throwing the pity party and actually got up and went out there? Probably when I was 18, when I started doing music videos. But even then, like, I wasn't confident in myself, right? I was always like, oh, my music videos are crap, right? But it took me a while. It takes you a while, right? Like... It's not just one day to the next. But. Honestly, I get very impressed when I hear stories like yours, man. Really? Yeah. Thanks, bro. Because yeah, I, I, I've seen the opposite side of the things. Like, I've seen the opposite side where basically people didn't know how to get their shit together until, like, they were 25, 26. Yeah. And I still feel like I don't have my shit together, but... <laughs> no, that's okay, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Everything is... Uh, you know what? I love, I love this space so much because at the end of the day, first of all, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to enjoy it at the same time, it's going to fucking wear you down real quick. But when I hear yeah. stories like I was 17 telling myself to shut the fuck up, put the straps on, or get the bootstraps up, you know what I mean? Put your mm-hmm. fatigues on, go to war. And then at 18, you guys started doing that. It's amazing, man. Yeah. A lot of people your age never did that shit, bro. And I see them all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so Everyone's on their own time, though, too, right? No, I so. wish you nothing but the best, man. You know? what? You do you have man. any future... Uh, Plans or anything like that you want to share? Or Texas, like, bro. <laughs> Texas. That's my that's, guy who's going to do Texas with me, man. Nah, it's uh, like the space I'm in right now, it's it's good, but I always want more, right? Um, You know, maybe opening another nightclub in another city. Uh, we were in talks of doing another, like the show in Toronto. Because it's student-oriented, right? So anywhere there's a college or university, we can make it happen. Texas, bro. But. Yeah, that's... Uh, Texas, baby. That's where we're going down to. Yeah. We'll see you in fucking Texas, everybody. That's what yeah. we're going to be doing. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's the goal. You know what? Hopefully, like I said, I'm, we're gonna about to get off camera anyways. I'm going to give you that juice, you know? I'm very curious, man. I'm telling you. I'm going to give it to you right now. Everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Like I said, like, share, and subscribe. We got Mr. Bambino here. Love. <laughs>